Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I am Shmuley Yanklowitz, President and Dean of Valley Beit Midrash. Here at VBM, we strive to bring you only the highest quality of Jewish learning. Bringing pluralistic and innovative Jewish programming to the Jewish community that craves substance and insight is our passion. But we cannot do it alone. To support our endeavors, please consider donating a tax-deductible contribution to our organization. By doing so, you will be supporting meaningful Jewish educational content, funding the next generation of leaders, as well as furthering Jewish wisdom to people all over the country and all over the world. Please visit www.valleybatemadrash.org. Thank you so much and enjoy the program. It is an honor and pleasure to be here with Professor Mark Dollinger, who teaches at San Francisco State University, and today we're going to talk about campus anti-Semitism. Thanks for taking time to talk. Great to be here. So to start, um, people talk about the dynamics of anti-Semitism coming from the left and the dynamics coming from the right. Can you um, unpack that a little bit? Yeah, yeah so uh, my, my current book project is, is a bit of a memoir. And it starts with, with a funny and somewhat painful story. Um, I started my career at a community college, which was in a conservative area of, of Los Angeles. And, uh, and there, when I advocated for, for Jewish life on campus, um, I was called a self-hating leftist Jew. Mm. And on a right-wing campus, to be called a self-hating leftist Jew kind of gave you know, faculty and administrators all they needed to know about me mm. in order to marginalize me. Mm. Um, I went through what turned out to be a three-year um, fight on campus anti-Semitism, yeah. which turned out to be uh, threatening enough for me that I actually resigned my tenure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a consequence of that, I went on the, on the market and, and landed a job at San Francisco State University, one of the most leftist and progressive universities. So, you know, loaded up the family, took the 400-mile drive from L.A. to San Francisco, and something remarkable happened. I'm in my new office at San Francisco State unpacking my books. I've gone now from a self-hating leftist Jew to a right-wing Zionist colonial Mm -hmm. conspirator (laughs) because in the progressive space, you know, as a white middle-aged male Zionist, I I was the opposite of what the progressive community there uh, saw, and I, I joked that, there's a place called Kettleman City. It's halfway between LA and San Francisco yeah. on the drive on I five, yeah. and I don't. You know, usually you stop there for gas and food, but yeah. you know maybe that's where your political opinions mm. switch. Oh wow! So what yeah. I find fascinating is how is it that the same Jewish person, with the same political views and religious views, situated in a right wing campus, is perceived mm-hmm. in one way, and then you switch to a left wing campus, right. and it flips. So right. so really, what I'm working on is is kind of unpacking that 400 Right, amazing, amazing. So what are some of the rules in universities in terms of academic freedom, freedom of speech, and what are some of the boundaries there? Right, so this is a core question these days. So there is a concept of of freedom of speech, which is actually a a legal congressional idea. The way we translate it on university campuses is academic freedom. And and, and it's, it's linked with tenure, too. Professors need academic freedom. Right. We need to be able to speak truth to power. We have to do our research and our teaching, follow the truth. Mm -hmm. And in other jobs, if you come up with things that are uncomfortable, you could get fired or disciplined if your boss doesn't like it. So we set up our system so that, hypothetically, Mm -hmm. um, we can do what we want. 
what happened to me um, at, at my first school in L.A. is, is that um, some of my, well, seven of my colleagues, none of whom were Jewish, wanted to turn a lesson on the Holocaust into their own version of the reality TV show, Jerry Springer Show. Mm. And um, mm. I was quite concerned yeah. uh, about the trivialization of the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I met with them to collegially and in a friendly way as the only Jewish studies trained professor yeah. at the college right. to say this this is not responsible, right. they, they pushed back. And wow. they said, actually, academic freedom demands that we get to do this. Mm -hmm. And then they portrayed me mm -hmm. as violating the rules of the university wow. by trying to censor them. Wow. And I said, well, no, actually, there's a concept called academic responsibility, right. that those of us who enjoy the privilege of academic freedom need to exercise it at the highest possible standard. Yeah. And here was a case where I ultimately concluded there was anti-Semitism protected by academic freedom. Yeah. And when I called for academic responsibility, yeah. I was labeled a self-hating leftist Jew, right. and uh, and ultimately, you know, you know, purged uh, right. from the community. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow! I'm sure that was a painful experience. Um, so, how did Jews fit into all this? You know, I mean, so there's this academic freedom side, and then there's these dynamics of being labeled on the left and right and kind of marginalized by one in one way or another, and um, and yet there's a concern about. You know, to, I guess one question is to what extent is this true that there is this rise of anti-Semitism on campus from both directions? And, um, and, and how does a Jewish student, you know, respond to that? And how do Jewish families concerned about their kids respond to that? Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Those are a lot of loaded yeah, right. questions, yes. and there's right. a lot going yes. on. Um, so you know, my first thought was, well, actually, there isn't a rise on, of anti-Semitism uh, on campus okay. in that these are systemic issues. Yes. That's, not, that's not to say there isn't. That's right. to say that there's something intrinsic yeah. in the way these systems are set up. Mm -hmm. That said, the last two to three years, there has been a precipitous increase of anti-Semitism everywhere in this country, and that also includes college campuses, right. you know, where, where there's a whole lot, you know, yeah. More, more freedom. Um, Jews are in an awkward, as white Jews are in an awkward and precarious spot yeah, on right. college campuses. Cultural anthropologists use the fancy word liminality, mm -hmm. um, which is what I like to describe it. Mm -hmm. And that is that Jews are part of multiple communities mm -hmm. simultaneously, yeah. but not a part of either completely, which is to say, yeah. uh, speaking for myself, I'm a white middle-class senior professor with privilege, yeah. and that makes me white, and when I walk into progressive spaces, I'm, I'm walking with carrying that. Yeah. So even though there's a, and, and you know this personally, you know, a high correlation right. between American Jews and progressive politics, yeah. it becomes complicated mm -hmm. when the whiteness, the power, and the privilege fit in, and then Zionism, of course, complicates that even more. Therefore, Jews should go to right. white Christian America right. and join that group. Yeah. And what we're finding from anti-Semitism on the right, uh, of course, is that Jews are not will not fully be welcomed. They will not replace us. That infamous chant. And um, and 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 with that, Jewish college students are are in this place where they are looking for a community. And on the one hand, they can pretty much go anywhere because mm -hmm. if, if they're white Jews, and on the other case, they, they're, there's problems everywhere they right. go. Right. So that I'm trying to sort of describe yes. right. the, the tension yeah. that, that's implicit in right. that. Okay, so, so, going, so then how does one respond to that? 
right? How, um, how, how, how would you propose uh, Jewish students might engage with that? Right. So for me, I'm student-centered yeah. in, yes. in my approach. Right. Yeah. And a couple times a year, I do have students who right. have been traumatized in different ways right. by this, and they come to the office, and sometimes yeah. there's tears, yeah. you know, and, 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 and so to be a good professor, I, I want to be listening and empathetic. Right. And then I say, welcome to the university. Right. Welcome to San Francisco State University, right. if it's particular to us. Yeah. And boy, this is, this is so different than you ever knew growing up. <laughs> and you never imagined this. And it's a learning moment. Yeah. So I then we'll have them sort of recount what happened. Yeah. Um, I, I'm an I'm an historian of Jews and, and yeah. politics. So typically, what they're telling me is actually rooted in right. history and right. rooted in certain events. And I will take that as an opportunity to sort of open them up to understand mm-hmm. how it is that the political realities of today got to be today. And yeah. a lot of times, hopefully, it's validating to them. Hopefully, it reaffirms. Hopefully, they have some moments of humility and self-reflection and a sense that they have a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there are certain lines for me um, on my campus, specifically at SF State. Um, Anti-Israelism is part of academic freedom, mm-hmm. and, it's, and, and one can criticize the policies yeah. of the government. Anti-Zionism, um, I consider also to be a part of campus debate. Yeah. Uh, there are times when anti-Zionism goes into anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Right. The line for me is anti-Semitism. Uh-huh. When that happens, and if it's a student in the room or the administration, then then, then I'm activated right. because I don't believe universities are places that promote hate against yeah. any group. Yeah. I'm in the Department of Jewish Studies. I tend to get the, right. the anti-Semitism yes. stuff first. Right. I certainly want to stand in solidarity with, right. with certainly our, our Muslim students, yeah. our students of color yeah. who, are, who are facing you know the, their own marginalization yeah. constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Hopefully, after 20 or 30 minutes with the student, they take some deep breaths, you know, and, um, and if, if they need more support, yeah. of course, I'll send them into our yes. university right. system. Right. Otherwise, I'll encourage them to come back and right. continue the conversation. Yeah, great, great. So um, I wonder, one of the things I've wondered, and I wonder if you've seen this, is um, among other minorities in America, in particular on campus, uh, in progressive circles, is there a sense that the Jew is almost a deceptive person because... They see us as white establishment, not knowing there's lots of Jews of color, of course, um, as the white establishment with lots of power and lots of privilege, and yet we play a victim card. We say there's a bullying of Israel, there's anti-Semitism, which is all true, um, and yet they see power and privilege. So are we kind of viewed as sort of a deceptive entity? Is that something you see? Oh, I'll be, I'll yeah. be even more cynical. Yeah. You're okay. being very kind in what okay. you're saying, all right? right? Um, as I have done work mostly in support of um, Jewish commun- communal leadership right. on these questions right. around um, right. white Jews interacting with communities of right. color, um, th- there is a perception that white Jews are worse than white Christians uh-huh. because at least white Christians admit they're white. Yeah, right. And white right. Jews will walk into a space mm-hmm. with a sense of their own oppression, mm-hmm. and Jews suffer anti-Semitism and right. oppression, and right. tragically, as we know now, right. you know, worse than ever wow. in, in U.S. history. Wow. And we walk in with whiteness and its privileges conferred upon us uh-huh. without having to do anything about it. Yes, right. So I'm letting lay leaders and professional leaders who ask understand that regardless of your own self-perceptions, as valid as they may be, when you're walking into spaces yeah. with people right. who are dealing with institutional systemic white supremacy and right. racism, right. you got to have right. some humility yeah. right. and some listening yeah. and, and just walk a little slower. Yeah, that's great, great. Okay, great, so picking up on that, I think my last question then is, what does allyship look like today? Oh, wow. Given all this, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, th- this, this to me, you know, personally and professionally, yeah. is 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 a painful question. Yeah. You know, so I write on the civil rights movement of the 1950s and 60s, and here allyship was was seen as interracial, mm-hmm. uh, and sort of all the the famous images we see of Rabbi Heschel and and, and Dr. King, and and now there, there, there is amongst some in the progressive left um, a sense that that model of allyship is gone. Um, now speaking from my place as a white middle-aged man, I, I would like to see um, the notion of using and leveraging one's power and privilege to bring those who are out of power and privilege in. Mm-hmm. Um, my definition for, for white folk is, is someone who risks their power and privilege for the benefit of the other, mm-hmm. meaning somebody yeah. who, who is on the margin. Yeah. And it's got to be done with action, not with words. Yeah. It's got to be done with pre-existing, ongoing relationships right. so that there's trust and understanding. Yeah. This is work I know that, that you have been, you've been doing. Um, and it's deeply um, interpersonal, yeah. and it's rooted in trust. Yeah. So my general comment you know, to, to folks like me is self-reflect, mm-hmm. self-critical, and if you receive feedback... Take a moment (laughs) to listen to it, to learn about it, and to understand that there's actually a better path if you do that rather than and respond with what we call white fragility. Yeah, Yeah. yes, exactly. Thank you so much. Well, uh, be sure to check out uh, Professor Dollinger's other two lectures being posted today and all of his wonderful books and articles you can find online.